I said, save the formality. Hey guys, this is Alex. And this is Taryn. And welcome to Save the Formalities. That was so sad sounding. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, we're back. We're back. We're back. Damn. Yeah. So Matt's here. What's up, Matt? What up? What's going on? Y'all Not good? Much. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. recording on a Saturday. That's we never up. record on Sat. We never record on Saturdays. I know. I kind of like it though because we can take our time a little bit better or more. And we have I, more I energy, feel awake. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not like after work. Yeah. Yep. We're not yep. struggling through. I feel like there's so much that we have to address because it's legit been a fucking month. And yeah. we're still alive. I mean, I mean, we haven't fell off the face of the earth, even though I may <laughs> feel feel like it sometimes. But yeah. we are all here. Um. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Anything, any updates, any new shit y'all want to kind of share with the peoples? Yeah. I mean, I've just been working on some some projects uh, that'll be dropping pretty soon, mm-hmm. probably about maybe one or two episodes from now. Okay. Some okay. visual stuff, so just okay. be on the lookout. Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Where can they see it? The uh, visuals and things. Well, the, everything will be available. <laughs> That's Alex. My bad. Everything will be available <laughs> on YouTube and uh, okay. maybe a few other platforms, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Still plan- cool. We're still planning all this stuff out. All right, well, we'll make yeah. sure to cross-promote. Thank you. Yeah. I'm staring at you, Taryn. Is my turn? Okay. Um, so I rose from the dead. I basically was sick for like a whole week. Mm. Um, it was not fun. I think it was like a sinus infection or summer cold. I don't know. Um, but I couldn't really talk. I, like just mucus, as Dr. CB says, is the, the one um, one real true sickness, right? Mm. Um, so <clears throat> I was suffering. Neti Pot was my best friend. Um, but now I'm good. I just got back from Tennessee. I went to CMAs for work. Um, that was a country interesting music awards, country huh? music festival. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I'm not a very big or I don't really listen to country at all. Um, so uh, it was a little hard to get behind, but I think it, country's starting to sound a lot more like pop. So it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. People were, for the most part, pretty nice. First time in Tennessee. Um, it was interesting. Different world all together. How I many feel MAGA like. hats did you see? Um, I actually didn't see any. How, How many, many black, black people do you see? see? Oh, You're on the same fucking page, No, Matt. seriously. Yeah, um, right. So, so all of my Uber drivers were <laughs> black, um, but they were most of them pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I was about it. Like I want, I went to like a honky tonk bar just because that's one like on uh Broadway and in Nashville, everyone's like, Oh, you have to go to across from Margaritaville, whatever. Lots of live music. And this old white man, um, who was there with a black man, actually, he was one of like the five other ones, other black people that I saw actually there, um, enjoying the festival. He pulled me, um, he grabbed my waist and pulled me into him and was like, hey, like, do you want something to drink? And I was just like, yo, like, I'm here for work, first of all. You don't need to touch me. He was like 65 years old, Mm. if not older, like wrinkly, like Trump-esque looking man. I like them old. Ew, no, it was it was very uncomfortable, and I was just like there by myself, and like I I Why had a big fro because I was like I'm just like ugh, like he just hey, he yo. just grossed me out. Y'all ugh. can't see it. Tears right eye is only like thing twitching. That's it's, no, you know I was uh, uncomfortable. You, I know because you called me. You told me I did. No, that was for something else. That was um, for another. Oh yeah, the lady I made uncomfortable. Yes. So my fiance's last name is actually going to be Tennessee or is Tennessee. So my last name will be Tennessee soon, and um. <laughs> I guess I, I got like this dog collar. My dog's name is Nashville. 
because we're corny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I got a, a dog collar that says, uh, I love Nashville. Um, and she was like, oh, that's cute. I was like, yeah, I told her the whole story. Like, my fiance's last name is Tennessee. And she's like, oh, never met anybody whose last name is Tennessee. And like I said, it was such a blank face because like sometimes I just don't, I forgot where I was. And I was like, yeah, it's probably because of slavery. And she was like, oh, oh. And like she got super uncomfortable in that oh, moment shit. and was just like really weird. And I was like, oh. And then it's like, well, it's definitely not African. And right. I laughed. <laughs> I was trying to like. Hey, shit. That's, that sounds, the- sounds like you move how you should have moved. You did what you, you yeah, kept, but, it, kept it a buck, man. I guess so. But like I just, I felt like her, like she was so like Fuck her. uncomfortable. And she was like, oh, well, my, my, my mom dates a black man. Oh, shut and up. And went down this I whole diatribe as like. <laughs> when white people are trying to be like, oh, I'm not racist. They always say, I know a black person mm-hmm. or. I voted for Obama. Like they always right. make, they always make that statement. I voted like, for Obama is directly out of Get Out. No, for real, it really is. Yeah, though. it is. So, really, but, ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that Nashville was interesting. Cool. How have you been, Alex? I've been all right. Busy as fuck. Work is insane. Yeah. Um. Good news. My people are moving back up here, Woo! and my um um. My baby is coming back this weekend. It's a whole ass reunion. I huh? know. So it's going to be a Liddington summer. Yes. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited be, to see everyone. I know. I know. Yay. I'm going to be out of town all next week in Ohio. For what? For work. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ohio for work, though? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it, it, exactly. Is that a red state? I don't know, sweetie. Oh, okay. um, swing state. Is it a swing state? It's a, yeah. Um, I've never been to Ohio before. Um, not really sure what's there. Um, but I imagine people talk a lot less. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> oh, can I actually tell you guys how fucking ignorant I am? So I'm thinking Ohio is. Wait, first of all, raise your hand if y'all know where Ohio is. Oh, shit. Maybe I'm just retarded because I swore like Ohio's by Rhode Island. I thought it was like, in, I thought it was northeast part of the mm-hmm. country. Nice. And I told my mom, she's like, no, it's like the Midwest. I'm like, no, it is? Yeah, I didn't know. Indiana and I, Illinois. And is it really? I, I thought Ohio was like northeast of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, actually, not even northeast. Like, well, yeah, northeast. Like, closer to, Del- I don't know things. You know so, things. You but just... I don't know. I didn't know where brush Ohio up was. on your geography. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about the Midwest. I only know like California, Nevada, Texas. That's the way. I'm not finished. Oh, okay. And then kind of move around Florida and then everything on the East Coast. Okay. I don't know anything that's in that middle, middle part. Okay. Except for Montana. And I still don't know where that is, honestly. Yes, you do. It's, I know it's like closer to California. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, like, it's on like, the west but it's side like of the, the West, Atlanta. but it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I say the middle part, I think of Montana. Appalachian Mountains and shit. I thought that was Tennessee. I don't know. See? See? I'm trying I'm talking about mountains oh. and shit. I know. I don't know. Point mountains. is, I'm I would be think in the like middle North Dakota, South Dakota, like yeah. below that. All right. Kind of, yeah. So more of the story, we need to brush up on our geography and things. I'm gonna be in Ohio. So if you guys if if we have any followers or listeners in Ohio, <laughs> uh let me know if there's things to do. Because if not, uh yeah. But outside that, yeah. Okay. That's all, that's all I have going on. So this past week, we lost um, two great people uh, on this earth, uh, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Uh, Kate Spade was a um, fashion designer, most known for her um, handbags. Uh, I think she launched like in the 1990s. Um, And Anthony Bourdain, um, who is a CNN, how would you describe CNN uh, food critic, had a couple of shows um, on Travel Channel, CNN, wrote numerous books. He was a cook. Um, king of food yeah king of food uh you know 
I, I, I that one really hurt, honestly, because mm-hmm. I am a huge foodie and I he was one of the people that really, truly inspired me to kind of start putting my own ideas to kind of, you know, have to recreate some of the same things that he was actually doing. So that one really kind of bothered me. Um, and uh, we lost him to suicide, which has been a topic of discussion lately. And so um, it's interesting to see what suicide or what depression looks like on different people, because from the outside looking in, it did not appear that these people would would ever do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or logically have <clears throat> yeah. reason to do so, right? Because right. they're, you know, and when you think about it, you know, they're famous, they have money, you know, they have access, uh, accessibility to a lot of different things that mm-hmm. normal people don't have. So it's like, what is going on in their lives that suicide seemed the right option for them to take? And mm. so this episode is really going to kind of focus on, you know, what depression looks like, fear, uh, suicide, just kind of really tackling all aspects of it. Yeah. I think it's in, like for me. I think what what struck me the most is like you like you said like you can't look at somebody and 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 know what they're going through or like like they can look super content, super happy, like they've got it all. But like you don't know what demons people are struggling with. You don't know like yeah, you said they might have access to things that they you know we would think would make you a quote unquote happy person. But like if I imagine fame and things to be somewhat lonely because I feel like you get you're more susceptible for ridicule and things Mm. like that. And like, you're, you're being looked at underneath like a microscope at all times. And like, I, I don't know, like, I just, I, I, I really would love to know. I know it's not really my business, but I'm just really curious because I feel, I wonder if there's anything that like as a society we can do to kind of like better position, I don't know, just like approach things a little bit differently. So these people don't go through this to feel whatever they are feeling. Have you guys ever thought about suicide before? No, I've never gotten thought of that to that point. And I, I have, the, I, f- I have felt down and out before. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like some shit has happened that I do not like, and I feel like the pain is going to linger for a very long time. Yeah. But I don't know how directly that correlates with suicide and depression. So I use, I don't really use those terms loosely well, because I, mean, I haven't really. I feel like I haven't had that direct experience well let me clarify clarify then so it's one thing to but i have lost friends to suicide it's one thing to try to to try to kill yourself but it's one thing to think of okay it's one thing to think about killing yourself and then there's another thing about what it would be like if you were to kill yourself Mm -hmm. and so i think it is normal for people to think about what it would be like if i was to kill myself um i know i'm i've thought that you know plenty of times like if i wasn't here how would that affect people well yeah that's so frame it like that yeah then right but in terms of i thought about killing myself like actually planning the actions of killing myself like okay i'm going to kill myself and i'm I'm so i'm in a place where i feel like i can't bear the pain more than no but the thought of what it'd be like to kill myself has crossed my mind if i'm making sense you feel what i'm saying i think so like it's have you ever thought about what it would be like if you were to kill yourself? Hmm. So I personally have not um, 
I haven't. Okay. But I've thought about what you said initially or like earlier with like, what would it be like if I wasn't here? Right. But I've never thought about like actual, the act of like, how would I do it? Yeah. I've not done. Okay. So, okay. Got it. So I died in a car crash randomly. (laughs) Right. How would that affect? So everybody who loves me, that's as far as, but the car crash as a accident, not as like a self-inflicted. Yeah. Really? You guys, you never thought that? I've never thought about harming myself. Shit. Now I do feel like it's, because I was talking about, I think every person has a thought of if they were to kill themselves, how, like, what would that, like, mm. what would that feel like for them and for other people, but not thought about killing themselves. Like, it's hard to explain. Maybe I'm not articulating correctly, but it's killing yourself, like thinking about killing yourself. And then the thought of what it would be like if you were to think about killing yourself more, right. I guess you could put it, pose it that way you know i'm learning from it i mean even you breaking it down like that like i when you hear about people having suicidal thoughts like you don't even think i don't even think to subcategorize that in different scenarios like so that's why i try not to like i'd be trying i'd be all ears with the shit because i just don't know i don't i don't judge anybody because like real amazing people in my life have either gone through bouts of depression have publicly said that they have suicidal thoughts or are no longer here with us and so it's just like, damn, like this shit is real and it affects everybody, yeah. you know, different ways, yeah. different ways. Yeah. I I haven't personally had an experience where I've lost anyone from suicide, but I do have, um, I've had depression. I've have, you know, people that I'm very close to that have severe depression. Um, and I have concerns about them, but like, I don't know, like I've not. I've not had that thought, but it, it's, it's, it, it impacts people in different ways. Like as from the, the lens of like somebody who has concerns about somebody potentially harming themselves or others. Um, it's like, I almost feel like the, there's like fear there for me. Cause it's like, I don't know how to do to help other than like off. Like, what do you do? Like, how do you help somebody right. that's there? Like uh, other than just saying, Hey, I'm here for you. But that uh, to me, that still feels so superficial. Like, cause it's like, can I really yeah. always be there? Like you, like how much do you extend? Like, what do you do? That was a discussion on Twitter. It's like all this kind of what people tweet about and what people post on social media when uh, major celebrities pass. It's like mm-hmm. the discourse is always make sure you check on your strong friend and make sure you check on that friend who might be going through it. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like a, it it seems like a band-aid type solution check on them how, how, what makes you think they're going to just be super candid with you right in the first place you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yeah it's not that easy <laughs> it's really not um, i mean I, I think it's all fair to say that we all have suffered from depression in one form or another whether it be severe or kind of mild and whether we were able to come out of it you know quicker than others i think that's you know dependent on the person but what do you guys think about the um the idea of if you feel that you can no longer bear the pain of whatever you're going through going to a doctor where you are going to essentially you know kill yourself so there there are laws i think they're i think in nevada there's being euthanized or some shit like that self-assisted suicide yeah that's what it's called it's it's something basically but i think it's only available in nevada do not quote me god please don't but there are some states that allow for you to if you want to in your life you you can and so do you feel that that's an option or do you think that should be illegal i mean do you feel like there's always a way out of it or do you feel that it's really up to the person who is dealing with it 
I have no idea. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That That's just why, like, like, blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't even know that yeah. existed. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, tread water over here with my thoughts, but. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because I haven't. <laughs> it's tough one, right? Because yeah. I haven't been through it. So, like, who Same. am I to tell? You know, and I'm not going to be like, well, the Bible says this or, mm-hmm. you know, more moral compass says that like what is what is that really like it's all fluid based off of each individual each individual has to live life their own particular life drive their own ship or drive their own their own vehicle so i i don't want to like jump out the window and say some dumb shit you know because that's you know i i don't know yeah i don't know i totally echo that and like i feel like i have i am true i truly believe that we all are strong enough to face our demons. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of, even like as somebody who's been depressed and things like that, and I know there's, there's more severe things and people go through different things than I have. um, But like, I feel like fear is what is the driver of a lot of depression. It's either fear of the future, that anxiety that you get. Like if I don't do X, I can't get here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or like fear of like, did I do enough or like the past? Like, did you like, like, that's to me another way of being depressed is like you're so caught up in like what happened that you can't move on Mm -hmm. and so like but i think that we innately i think we all have our different like i said demons and battles but i think it's truly that every that we can get past that we're all strong enough to do that so i would like to say i hope that i don't know i don't even like I, i that's why i would like to say i wish those things weren't legal to do because i feel like there are ways to help people get out of things but then again like you said matt like who am i to right. sit there and say that i don't know but but what I, to add to that what i will throw out there is like i do think that um the internet has largely skewed and or maybe proliferated the amount and volume of depression and suicidal thoughts because you know, say that again matt i think the internet has had a major impact on at least the volume mm-hmm. of cases of major manic depression major depression potential suicides like if you think about humans before the internet how much information did we really consume each day yeah maybe maybe a newspaper maybe in the morning you might hear some shit on the radio sports you know interacting one-on-one with people right but that's about it like we wake up in the morning we check our phones we're inundated with information all the time yeah it's a 24-hour news cycle nothing stops tvs used to turn off around 11 uh, 10 p.m mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and the only and things have gotten faster there's more information more shit that's not 100 percent true and the only things in this um, equation that have not changed are humans mm-hmm. we're the same we have the same physiological structure we have not evolved so how are we supposed to take in all this shit and mm-hmm. process all this information? We were not built for that. And it's got to have consequences for it. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but my my counter argument to that would just be, to your point, as you know, the like this day and age, we have, we're able to see, we consume so much more media mm-hmm. and that can contribute to it for sure. But who's to say back in, you know, then when media wasn't as prevalent as it is today that we just weren't aware that these things were going on there was definitely i'm sorry i don't think that it's we can contribute solely to the increase in the way that we consume media i just think that it's more in our faces because we have you know we're able to we're getting breaking news you know every time there's something going on so i don't think it's just the media itself i just think that it's just it's more open for us to find 
because you know people have been killing themselves you know for a long time absolutely and i'm I'm not trying to like scoff at that but i Mm -hmm. will say like and i know there was back in the day i forget what century but there was this book that was going around that made people commit suicide right like Mm -hmm. i I have to look that up but you know like for example you have a cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new form. Like yeah. People are killing themselves because somebody's cracking jokes on them via Facebook. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I, you break up with a girlfriend and your girlfriend breaks up with you and you're in love with her. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of your life, unless you get off social media, there's a chance that you will see her being happy for the rest of her life. It's not like the 90s where, like, mm-hmm. you, you only see her at, like, a reunion or something like that or, or, or just randomly. Yeah. Like, your life is on display to everybody yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that that's true. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of, um, w- with that access, that it does definitely impact um, our psyche. But, like, I think that, uh, like, it's kind of glamorized a little bit. I'm not going to, like, it's not 13 true. Reasons Why. Like, I, I watched the show. I just watched the second season. show, by the but, way. But, like, it's, <laughs> lit- like, I, like, have, like, a weird, like, love-hate for it because, like, I think that I, res- like, I like that it addresses things that happen to real kids, real people. But then at the same time, I felt like they, like, it, it, it was almost damaging because I, I feel like it, it, it just it puts ideas in people's heads. It makes right. it seem like, oh, I'm going to have, like, I'm going to go out like her and, like, leave these tapes behind. Or, like, like it just, like, it created this whole, like, storyline and, like, legendary, like, effect. Like, I just, I don't. I agree. I can see that. I don't, I've only watched, like, two episodes of that. But I agree with that. And I feel like perceptions, too. Like, perceptions of body, perceptions of image, right. perceptions of, you know, what people think is dope and what people think is whack. Like, mm-hmm. there's more group thing than ever before because, like, uh, you can throw an opinion out there and it'll catch like wildfire. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like these young kids are growing up with, you know, IG models, no hate towards that. Right. But, you know, they're seeing aspects on social media that aren't fully showing those people's real lives, just the best made up parts. Exactly. And somehow that I can, I believe that that can influence you thinking that that's the standard. Yes. Or that's the norm. Mm-hmm. I went to read some statistics um, about suicide that I found kind of interesting. It says the, um, the annual age-adjusted suicide rate is 13.42 uh, per 100,000 individuals. On average, there is 123 su- suicides a day, um, and that's just in our country alone. Um, firearms account for 51% of all suicides. Um, men die by suicide by 3.53 times more than women, which I found was kind of wow. interesting. Um, white males accounted for 7 out of 10 suicides. Um, and then the wow. rate of suicide is highest in its middle age, um, white men in particular. A couple of those um, stat- uh, statistics kind of made me think because from, and this is kind of my experience, especially living as a African-American female, growing up, I always kind of viewed suicide as a white person problem in a way. I don't know if you guys ever had that same type of um uh, the way that you you look at certain um, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but you look at certain things that you really don't associate yourself with. But growing up, suicide was kind of always presented as oh that that's kind of like a, a white culture thing and didn't really apply to black people. Um, so I think it was interesting because some of the sub uh, ethnic groups that are affected highest by suicide was actually. Native Americans. Oh yeah, that's a big stat. Um, definitely. Yeah, Native Americans, and then um, 
Asian Americans and then African Americans had the lowest. So it mm. was, it was just interesting. I would never, I never kind of thought that through. Yeah. And I think you have to think about why this kind of affects more or other groups than it does others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to get your thoughts on not just the statistics that I read, but it's kind of, yeah, where your heads are with that. I mean, I always thought, like, I did, I agree. I, I think that I always, like, growing up, um, I, we didn't talk about that often. Uh, like, so, like, I didn't know what that was until one of my white friends told me what suicide was. Like, I just, like, that never came up in my household. And um, we dealt with depression, but, like, I was fortunate enough not to have anybody to really go through that. Um, uh, but, yeah, so, like, I, I agree, like, agree there. Yeah. Like, I always did associate it to be more of um, a white thing that they experience more often mm-hmm. than I mm-hmm. might. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I don't know maybe it was like the talking through emotions maybe that like I feel like and this is such a generalizing statement but I do think that like from my experience like white people have been a little bit more open to speaking their feelings to expressing themselves they've had more opportunities Mm -hmm. to do that where I think like in like an African growing up an African-American household like we always pretended like everything was good we we always said like you never let anything come out of your house like that was like the our human, business yeah your business you're you leave it in the house you yeah. don't tell anybody what's going on yeah. like my parents like i would get like spankings mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if i like repeated some something exactly. small yeah. that i think about now yeah. like and so like i just like that to me is what's coming up in my mm-hmm. head is like mm-hmm. i we didn't until really like my 20 like i my relationship with my parents are is so different now than when i was growing up when i was growing oh, yeah. up it was very like you need to just put where we're in the suburbs. You need to keep it together, girl, like play your role. Cause keep looking it together. At you, especially if you're, you know, one of the few black families yeah. that are in that neighborhood, you're always going to be kind of under, you know, mm-hmm. you know, scrutiny all the time. Um, and like now, like I'm very open with them and we talk through like we have real conversation, like real. Like I will say, like, I think we ignored the elephant in the room almost all the time. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what's coming up in my head. Like, it's just like maybe this, that the ability to express yourself more freely, freely is still very new with our communities. And maybe that could attribute to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my thought. What is y'all thoughts on the fact that <laughs> men are three times more likely to commit suicide than women? Because mm-hmm. it's very, the, the stereotype is that women are more emotional and that we're, you know, more reactionary and we don't, we're irrational in our thoughts. And that would, that's, I mean, that sounds horrible. That's kind of what the stereotype is. But I was really surprised to find that that men had a higher rate than women. My only thought is probably because they have more pressure as kind of to be the um, breadwinner and kind of the stress of making sure their family's taken care of. So maybe that's where it and comes even from. Holding it in. Like if they're not yeah. able to um, express Emotion. themselves, yeah. maybe that boils up. Yeah. 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 If I mean, uh, I could understand feeling of helplessness, you know, I won't even go as far as just like not being able to be like the perceived breadwinner, but I think you're onto something in terms of like, especially with white men having like, like, really you could be anything you want to be quote unquote more than you know you have a higher chance of doing that than most other demographics and to live a life once you get to your mid-30s not fulfilled not feel like you're really doing anything just working paycheck to paycheck I'm just painting a picture like Mm -hmm. not you know just existing like I can I could see how that could get super fucking whack really quick yeah you know no real advancement just every day the same shit or just just getting by Mm mm-hmm so and but you know i'm also not a white man so who am i to say i really don't know but yeah that's crazy and the fact that it was more geared towards middle-aged white men too so it's not even folks that are i mean to your point it's probably when you realizing that this is the kind of 
this is the as far as you're gonna get in life you yeah, kind of have that yeah it's that not anxiety. like it's no potential anymore this yeah. is who the fuck you are yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah. there's no magic unless you win the lottery or some shit like this is your life yeah. you yeah. know and we, at least with black men it's like i, I was raised you know not necessarily being taught by my family but like yo the odds are against you that people are not expecting much of you from the jump mm -hmm. so everything i've done to this point regardless is a win yeah, yeah. don't so, give up you gotta it's, the, it's what your drum is right. you know right. well yeah. you can't give up because look you're already starting at a disadvantage yep work and 10 so, times harder two times harder twice yeah. harder yeah just to get you move at the same pace yeah. as them so and then some i think there's some correlation what exactly that is i don't know i gotta think that out a little bit more but okay so we just talked about how you know um suicide our speculations as to those statistics and what we think from our experiences by no you know why we think this could have happened and i think the the common thread there might be is like the society society's expectations could be at the root of a lot of like the su the depression the suicidal thoughts and things like that like and like where it, you think you meet where you think you're supposed to be, things like that. And so for me personally, I think a part of my spiritual journey is getting rid of fear. Um, like for example, example, like I was traveling by myself for the past couple of times for work and like, for me, I felt, I used to feel very introverted. I didn't like talking to people. So like I didn't really ex experience where I was I wasn't having a good time in the cities that I was at and it was just kind of like going through the motions or whatever that complacency things like that and for me I think that was all rooted in fear of um you know like oh I don't want to say something and like or be weird and like go start dancing by myself or like or like go talk to random people I don't know things like that but then that prevents you from living in the moment and like truly like connecting to yourself your spirit your soul and so like I think I don't know, like for me, I think my spiritual journey, part of that is like re relieving myself of like societal expectations. And I think through that, I've become a happier person where I don't sink into depression as often or really lately at all. Um, I feel like I've, I've just been kind of really just trying to like be in the moment by consciously trying to like pinpoint like, wait, why am I not going after something I want to do? Oh, it's because there's fear there. But then like trying to like actually think through, okay, like why am I scared mm -hmm. to do this? Like we can even talk about <clears throat> podcasting, you know what I mean? Things like that. We were fear, we had a fear of failure or a feel, fear of not being um, accepted. But then once we did it, like this has been super fun and it is what it is. Like, and it's been very, I don't know, it's been a great experience. So I don't know. That's like, for me, I think we need to have more conversations about fear to, to, to get, and to really make any changes and really truly enjoy our lives. I, I, I feel you. I think fear is twofold too for me. It's like, you know, um, like fear of jumping into something or mm -hmm. stepping out there and, you know, not just going with the normal shit. You know, you had, you run the risk of being clowned. You have run the risk yep. of looking corny. But I think I've, when it comes to this and media and, and projects and stuff, I've learned that most most talented motherfuckers cancel themselves out from the running because yep. they, they're they're scared. So they don't mm -hmm. even put any foot forward. Yep. So even by me just putting the foot forward, regardless of if the first time it's not that dope, I've already done more than half of the people who could have. Mm -hmm. And if I just continue to work towards that, then the fear 
goes away and then after a year or two then people start looking at you look yeah. respecting you you know what i'm saying because yeah. and then they want to start doing it yep but they probably could have started the same time we did but they thought the shit was corny or they felt like they would get clowned if they jumped out there yeah. on the flip side like so that's me conquering fear like i've I, you know because there was times when i was like nah i shouldn't be on the mic i should just be an engineer mm-hmm. and it took people to be like nah you should get on the mic you got something to say or like nah you should do the project i think it'd be dope you know and then after a while, I started believing that shit. Like, yeah, you fucking right. It would be dope. But I have real fears, too, like, that I still haven't conquered. Mm-hmm. Like, getting married. Mm-hmm. But that's rooted in, like, how, my, how I grew up, my family. Right. You're fearful of getting married? I'm fearful of getting married and it not working out. Yeah. I, I want to get you. married. That's my biggest dream. Mm-hmm. Married with kids. Do it. But I'm not going to. My fear causes me to take my time and really vet mm-hmm. and even to the point maybe it's overly vetting mm-hmm. but i'm going to be more cautious about that and fear definitely is a factor in that but it's rooted in context of what i've seen play out many times right or like random men who are like between 30 40 and 50 coming up to me you know do at work or whatever and being like take your time young man i'm like i didn't even ask for that conversation yeah you know what i'm saying so, but like i think what people don't realize is you're with the risk you take, you're going to fail. Yeah. Like there's going to be failure and failure might happen in the love situation. It might happen in a business endeavor. It might just happen. Like, so you don't, you don't meet the mark you thought you were going to meet in your life. But like, I think that's a part of the process. And I think we, we let that initial failure prevent us from going to where we need to be. Yeah. yeah. And that's really where I think, and maybe that's even those are, maybe those are like the triggers for depression, suicide, things like that. Like you threw yourself out. You know what I mean? Like who knows? Um, but like, I think that then we're all strong enough to get past that. We just have to like keep pushing yeah. through and yeah. like realize that you're not like, it's never that simple. That's why it's so important to, to surround yourself with people who don't, you know, try to, you know, piss on your flame. They're trying yeah. to, you know, Seriously. just f- feel your, you know, your passions really so i mean that's important you need to look around to make sure that your circle is right and not people who are trying to actually slow you down but are trying to you know encourage you and motivate you to get you to where you you know you're aspiring to be so that's so important so which is why i think it's important to talk to people that that really give a fuck about you just so you know and you can't share shit with everybody too honestly that's that's why that's that's one thing i've learned for sure it's like People who you, I mean, even doing this podcast shit and even some, you know, other ideas that I've, I've had for products that I want to work on, you can't share everything with everybody. Yeah. And when you do, you truly see who is rooting for you and who's not. Yeah. Um, it makes you look at them a little bit differently, too. I mean, you're, it's, it's, yeah, it, it really does. Um, but I wanted to talk about Fearful uh, from my perspective. And I was hesitant about sharing this because it, it can be perceived a certain way, but that's me being fearful of sharing why fears are. So, I kind of, uh-huh. so it's like, ah. yeah. Um, I'm really fearful of being forgotten. Uh, and that is something that I struggle with all the time. And it, uh, it looks different to me for different situations. Like I feel like I always have to be somewhere or I'm not going to, people are going to forget about me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to always kind of be extra so people will remember me. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I am acknowledged a certain amount of time because I feel like people are going to forget me. Mm-hmm. And it's that's one thing that I'm fearful for. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe I wasn't, you know, hugged enough as a child. Thanks, mom. But it's just like, <laughs> I mean, that's like my biggest fear is, is being forgotten. Being forgotten and being alone. 
Mm-hmm. That is my mm-hmm. top fears, honestly. Okay. I mean, I consider myself a pretty, um, I want to say, I, I would I could say a strong-minded individual. Um, at least I can come off that way. But I, I have the fear of um, not, you know, being by myself and no one really wondering, you know, where I am. I mean, I think I even had somewhat of a breakdown like that yeah. last year where I felt like nobody cared about me. I felt like I was, I was forgotten. But that that's what puts me in a really bad place mm-hmm. is being forgotten. But like, so I think yeah. that that's a common fear though. I know you said you're scared to share it, but like, I feel it's like embarrassing. I felt, I, I feel because if it's like, my nigga, come on, like really? Cause I, mean, I still feel silly about it, you know, talking about it now. And even back then when I was really experiencing it, cause like, you know, damn well that, you know, people care about you and they, they haven't forgotten you, but it's, it's, you feel kind of embarrassed that you have to say that, but it's like, you I can't move on unless I share that. I, if I put it out there and let people know, I, right. I have to. Right. That's the only way I can function. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's more of embarrassment on my end, even though if it's if it's not um, if it's still a normal fear to have, it's it's it feels embarrassing to say. I guess you could say. I feel like it's definitely a common. Like I just want you to know, like I don't think it's uncommon. I don't think it's weird. I don't think you should feel embarrassed. I think that if anything, like from what I know of you, you do everything you do, you do with intention and purpose. Mm -hmm. So like when you call me or like, you know, even like if you're joking around, like I feel like you genuinely like, like you're a very thoughtful person, whether you want to admit it or not. Okay. All right. I don't know. But like you be trying to act like all hard, like a little gangster all the time, but like you are more sensitive than you think she does. And you're very (laughs) thoughtful. Um, And I, I think that like, you expect that same fucking knock you out that that. same level back and sometimes some people aren't i know sometimes i can't i'm not always the most intuitive or like um attentive friend and things like that and that's something that like i've had to people to call me out on it x amount of times for me to consciously Mm -hmm. change it so Mm -hmm. like and i to your point earlier you gotta keep the right people in your circle you gotta be Mm -hmm. able to have those types of conversations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah so like i I don't know those i don't I don't think it's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it feels weird to say it because, again, I I am a thoughtful person, but I don't think it takes away from my strength as an individual. It doesn't. I, I mean, but yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I think my biggest fear... Um, you just said it, my nigga. Did I? But, okay, maybe I did. I have a lot of fears. I wasn't put it that way. Yeah. I think I've had a lot of like... I get And I get in my old way yeah. like so often. Yeah. I think we share a similar biggest fear, which is just like yeah. if we if we summarize it, it'd mm-hmm. be like leaving shit on the table. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't ever want to live life yeah. like five years from now wondering what if yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't go after what I really Seriously. wanted to go after and I just settled for what was I can't, safe. I can't yeah. do that. And now I can't I can't get that opportunity to, to, to find out what would ha- what would have happened if I actually went for it. It yeah. makes you feel uncomfortable. Like I don't so know about y'all. It. It's like yeah. but like I hate like yeah, I mean to your point, Matt, it's like you don't want to wonder what if like I get uncomfortable, like physically uncomfortable because I keep thinking about that shit over and over again. What we were talking about before we jumped on this episode about ideas that we were having, like if you keep having those types of thoughts and those ideas, you have to, you have to act on it because it's, if it was me, it would eat me up inside. Like there's projects that I want to work on, but I haven't put, you know, pin to pad and kind of like got the shit rolling. But I know once I do, I'm going to feel so much better Mm -hmm. because the fact that I'm, I think we're all very creative people. We all have, you know, really cool ideas. Mm. And 
us creating is our channel and our way of kind of uh, uh, keeping that fear minimal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you, we have we have to. <laughs> I know. And like, so my thing is like, is there ever really a way to not have a fear of the what if? Because like, if there's always a choice, another choice, if there's always a choice between at least two options, you're always going to kind of have that. So maybe is it more of just accepting that you, you, you pick the path you thought was going to work, it worked, it didn't, and keep it moving. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I wonder if there's also like a, a, a shift. Mm. that we might i don't know might need to think through a little bit more that could be its own episode <laughs> maybe for real you know yeah what I, mean? I mean but yeah i think um because like i had dreams out of college of being a certain like position and all that yeah and that college shit has dreams. changed Fuck. that has changed oh, a that lot shit changes yes but i feel like i haven't <laughs> i think i think also for the better though because like i've accrued so much more experience as a real ass adult in the mm-hmm. real world and i've gained perspective on what i really want to do mm-hmm. so that goal has tweaked but I'm still young enough and have put in hours to still make what my dream is today mm-hmm. plausible. Right. That option is still on the table. I can still work towards it. Now, if that fire ever burns out and I never, and that's no longer an option for me, whatever that, that role is, then I don't know. And I might be fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I can't, I'm going to put out all the stops. And if I lose, I'm comfortable with that. If yeah. I try, if I gave it a hundred percent, but I can't, I would blame myself for the rest of my life even if it was 2% mm. that I didn't work hard on. Yeah. That I mean, could have been a difference. Yeah. You know? Fear fear of making the wrong decision. I mean, that can be applied to your partner. That can be applied to your job. That can be applied to, you know, any type of, uh, you know, life, uh, you know. Major life decision. For real. That's serious. I mean, like, I think that's a, a fear for everybody. But do y'all listen to Oprah's Super Soul Conver- uh, Conversation podcast? No, I need no, to. No, I don't. Hey, um. If you want to feel inspired, like you can, really? like you can do some shit. Like, listen to this woman's show. I mean, she has phenomenal, phenomenal individuals that come on that show. I was, I was listening to it a couple weeks ago, and one of her guests—I forget the young lady's name—I'll probably put it in the description of this episode. But so she was talking about being uh, fearful when it comes to uh, feeling joy, uh, and I never really truly understood what that meant as so i was curious to see how she was going to position this because you know fear and joy are you know one uh, extreme uh you know opposites mm-hmm. at the end of the spectrums um but she was saying people are fearful of experiencing joy because if that joy is taken away from them um they're going to be left with you know deep pain so you think about um uh it's sometimes it's really hard for people to love Mm-hmm. who they're with because they feel like if they love that person they hurt them in some in some way or fashion that that pain is going to be too unbearable so they rather kind of it's kind of like people who um uh what's the word they, they have a hard time showing love or, or being affectionate because they're so afraid of opening being vulnerable mm-hmm. to love and joy mm-hmm. because they don't want to get hurt so they don't truly get to experience one of the greatest you know things that this you know world has to offer right um, so that's kind of, it was interesting to think of it as that. Yeah. I never thought joy could be something that's considered fearful. Yeah. And like something that's so positive and that's like everything that we seek. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I felt that before. Like I can admit to that. Like yeah. I definitely have been that person to fear joy and things like that. I used to be terrified of relationships Yeah, and the fact that I've been in a relationship for so long, um, 
is really crazy and I've had ups and downs, good, bad times, you know what I mean? Um, but I think, and I've been depressed in the relationship yeah. and then gotten myself out of that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it's the, this weird, like it's almost like there's like this acceptance that's just needed in order acceptance of self and just being and like that everything is a process like literally like i think if you can wrap your head truly around what that means like you can live a happier and healthy life Mm -hmm. like you can get through just about anything it's nothing's ever i was gonna say life or death but it can be but you know what i mean like it doesn't have to be yeah i mean that's why it's so important to live in the moment yes to, to, to be present in this moment because it's to your point it's you can easily get wrapped up in the you can get wrapped up very easily it's mm-hmm. you have to be present in the moment it sounds so cliche and you know it's like what does that mean being a be present in this moment but it's truly being appreciative of the time you are take a you know appreciating being still in this moment appreciating yeah. i'm talking to my friend about right. you know an issue um not being distracted on my phone, not, you know, thinking about other things, but being present here now. Yeah. Um, Which is almost impossible. It's really hard. Do you, you brought this up on one of our episodes um, after broccoli city fest, like how we were having such a good time. But as soon as the artist came out, all you saw was cell phones go up because you needed to flex one time for the gram. Like we did it, you know, everyone was doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but in those moments, you don't really truly feel the music. You're not truly like vibing out and having a good time. That's why Woodstock was so fucking legendary because you were really experiencing the concert, the festival. Yeah. Like no one had cell phones. The only people that had anything to capture the moment were photographers that were there to do that, you know, particular job. job. Yeah, I think that's why I'm so scared to have children. Honestly, like when I think about it, I think about why am I terrified of children? Not like not only because you know kids you know suck, but it's more so because like <laughs> if I was to love, you know, another human being you know, my child, something that I've created, you know, I would worry so much that if anything was to happen to them, I, I would probably die. Like I I would die of a broken heart. And so it was like, I'm so terrified to, to love a child or to have the joy of having a child Mm -hmm. because you don't know, especially when they get like, if they're, if my kid is anything like how I was, (laughs) God help me. I mean, not picking up the phone you know, going out with friends, making sure they're making right decisions, making sure that no one's ever going to hurt them, making sure that when they're in the car that they have their seatbelt on, that no one's been drunk driving. Right. I mean, there's so many things that go through your head that I never realized that my parents were probably thinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I would die if something was ever to happen to, you know, your my child. Yeah. So it's like, don't even deal with that. Just like, kids aren't for you because you're gonna be a fucking mess if anything happens so you're so fearful of what could happen you can't experience the joy of having a child or being right. a mother right and that's that anxiety yeah. is rooted in your fears of the future yeah. depression is rooted of mostly of your fears of the past yeah. or you know what i mean concerns yeah. so like you gotta yeah. fight you gotta live in the present or else you're not you're gonna be either way yeah. that's that's my butt you were thinking it yeah. shit like it's been a very deep episode <laughs> i know i don't know if we got we have been this deep since shay was on i know <laughs> what's up shay what's good we miss Avatar you. Shay. <laughs> um yeah i think that's it anything else you want to get on no nah, do you have a uh, butt you were thinking it at Girl, all i don't even know i think I'm gonna have to we do a got class. a lot of those yeah, okay no it's cool class. um 
So yeah, make sure y'all check us out though. We're we're back. Um, we, we are back for real. I know we said that all the time, <laughs> but listen, we are back. We have a schedule. We're sticking yes, to it. We actually have a schedule. We are going to do this. We are with. We're going to give you the art. We're going to give you the. <laughs> we're going to give you the the creative. You know, we're with this shit because we're committed. We're not gonna. We're not gonna bullshit. So yeah. again, we appreciate everyone who has been supportive. If anyone's still listening, cool. If, if not, not, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, that's what it is. <laughs> hit the like, subscribe, follow, whatever you know platform you're listening off of. Yeah. Um, oh wait, but if you are dealing with um, you know depression or anything like that, um, make sure to to really just try to like seek help if you can. You are important. You matter. Your life matters. People love you. We love you might not know you um we do love you yeah and there's always there's always options outside of uh you know suicide so please uh, again don't think that this is your only last resort i did quickly want to put out the national suicide prevention lifeline um it's a 1-800-273-8255 i'll also put that in uh this episode's description but um stay safe love each other yeah um live in the present yeah, li- live in the present <laughs> live in the now yeah live in the now um matt had to step out but it's uh it was cool having him here yeah <laughs> thanks matt <laughs> thanks matt go um, <laughs> you can follow us on ig um you can follow me at pj underscore yen and taryn at taryn it up